Hello, everybody, and welcome to the pilot episode of Two Geeks and One Noob. I am Dan Jakewith, and I will let my co-conspirators uh, introduce themselves. I'm Caleb Chadwick. I'm David Dean. Well, hello, guys. Uh, so what our purpose here is, is to gather friends of similar interests, and eh, maybe not so similar, and discuss joke, learn more about, and generally have fun with geek culture. Uh, so today, uh, like I said, I have my two friends with me. Um, we're, we're talking about oh, Spider-Man. Yes, I am so excited here. Me too. Mixed reactions. Yeah, <laughs> like I said, maybe not quite so similar interests, but uh, we've got a lot of things we can talk about with, with Spider-Man. Um, I mean, there's comics, there's TV, there's, uh, you know, there's the, the, the original trilogy. The memes. The memes. So many memes. So, <laughs> and I will I'm pointing at you. I will preface this by saying that none of us have seen the new movie yet, so there will not be any spoilers in this portion. Once we've seen the movie, we will let you know if there are going to be any spoilers, but as of now, none of us have seen it. It's just going to be discussing general conversation and lives. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and any potential things that we might want to see or hoping to see. Yes. I, I very much agree. Thank you for that, Caleb. Um, yep. <sighs> very good point. <laughs> I know there's quite a few things that I'm excited to see just in the trailers that mm -hmm. I'm like, Ooh. oh, yeah, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. Um, uh, admittedly, for me, there's not a lot of Marvel trailers that get me really excited these days. But this one, like as soon as I saw it, it was just I got locked jaw. My jaw hit the floor so hard. I am so ready for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think that moment for me came at the uh, the end credit scene from uh, Let There Be Carnage. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yep. That scene, oh man, I was so excited. I was geeking out. I was like one of two people still in the theater. I was so excited when I saw that. Yeah. Have you guys seen the, the trailer for the new uh, uh, Into the Spider-Verse as well? Yes. yes. I, if it's even half as good as the first one, I'm yep. so down for it. Uh, yeah. I will, okay, I am not a big Spider-Man fan, but the, the, first, the first Into the Spider-Verse was awesome. Mm -hmm. Love the art style, the general premise of introducing the wider audience to the multiverse idea. Yes, absolutely. I was a little iffy going into the first Spider-Verse because I wasn't a fan of the animation. And so initially I was just going in with pretty low expectations, admittedly. But as soon as I started watching it, I grew accustomed to the animation very quick. Mm -hmm. And then immediately just fell for that movie. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's so good. I love these characters. I love the story they told. I love the way they brought everything together. Like it was just done so well. Yeah. You go on. I, was um, I was in the same uh, boat as you, Caleb, with, with Into the Spider-Verse. Because I, I wasn't a huge fan of the, the art style either. Um, but then I saw it and I was just like... My goodness, that was actually very well mm -hmm. done. I've seen so many anime that have tried to do that like 3D-esque animation going into it, and it just wasn't accomplished, and they really didn't get the goal, and it just felt like there was just a blur effect and not really the true 3D effect that they were trying to go for. And so that was my whole hesitation. As soon as I saw that movie, I was like, oh, they can well, do Marvel it. gets it. Of course they get it. They've got the money to get it. So, yeah. you know, like they took it's care Marvel. of it. Marvel. Of course it is. <laughs> well, even then, that was still contested. That was more an art direction from Sony, I thought. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I, I honestly did not know that. So, uh, although I should have because it, it is a Sony product. But, yeah. <laughs> um, 
But okay, so I actually have one quick question for David before we get into the the next bit here. Why don't you like Spider-Man? <laughs> How can you not like Spider-Man? He is one of the best Marvel characters ever. <laughs> He's a great character. Um for me, part of it, it's a very small part of it is just we've seen so many repeti- repetitions and mm. granted from what little I know of um, this new one, that kind of comes to fruition on why, or at least it's excusing it in a way that is viable to the plot. Yeah. Um, but it's honestly just personal relations to it where it's like, oh, God, not yeah. again. <laughs> I was like, I, could, I definitely felt a little bit of that same hesitation initially when they announced this movie and talking about how many villains are going to be in there because... Up to this point, anytime they've added more than one or two villains into a single Spider-Man movie, that's when things started to get really convoluted. Mm. And the only reason I wasn't as skeptical going into it is because we saw how many characters were in Endgame. It's like, okay, if they can manage a movie with that many characters and it doesn't feel like any of those characters are just lost, at least to me, then I'm less hesitant to see the number of villains we're going to have in this one. But yeah. like for Spider-Man 3, for example, as entertaining as it can be and the fantastic memes we got from that <laughs> the number of villains really hurt that movie mm. oh yeah definitely yeah. including billy mcguire yeah a emo mcguire is fantastic that is where the memes come from <laughs> yeah. i will i will die on this hill that emo mcguire is great <laughs> and nobody else can see but i am giving caleb finger guns right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so okay real quick then uh caleb what was the first, if you can remember, what was the first thing that, uh, first thing about Spider-Man himself that, that got you interested in the character? For me, it was growing up with the 90s cartoon that I think all three of us grew up with. That yeah, was, it was that just was so good getting to see so many various characters from the comic books and seeing that Spider-Man character really developed in a way that I personally hadn't seen up to that point. Granted, I was born in 1990, so of course I hadn't seen anything up to that point. Um, but just seeing the way that the characters developed and that interaction between all of the characters and seeing like the various storylines, like the storyline that stands out to me the most in the old 90s cartoon is the one where Spider-Man turned into the giant human spider and oh, the yeah. Punisher shows up hunting him down. Like yep. I will always remember that because it was a, one of the few multi-episode storylines they did at the time. Yeah, And so that was really where the love of Spider-Man f- started for me. Mm-hmm. And it's just kept going ever since. Yeah, definitely. Uh, very similar uh, for me is ni- the 90s cartoon was definitely what started it. Watching it on Saturday morning, that and X-Men. Um, yes, uh, X-Men and the animated Batman. Yep. Yeah. Was like oh, grew up with oh we can't we can't yeah. mix we can't mix Marvel and DC here, guys. We can't. We can't. <laughs> no, I had to throw out, I, DC is I, so much better. I couldn't not mention animated cartoons we grew up with and not at least say like, hey, Batman was still a thing. Yes. Oh yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. And don't get me wrong, I love both Marvel and DC, so you can't you can't blame me for saying that here. <laughs> and I'm just a troll, so I'm gonna take that bait anytime. <laughs> yeah. Um so I, I have to say, though, for me, though, um, like it was definitely the 90s cartoon. It was amazing. It was the amazing Spider-Man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the funny thing is, is actually what really got me into Spider-Man is uh, after the 90s show ended, um, my mom used to take me shopping with her. Um, and she would actually buy me a Spider-Man comic book every week. 
Nice. So it was like that one treat thing of like, I fell in love with Spider-Man. It was just like, these are awesome comic books. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> the Spider-Man comic books have been some of the ones that have been the most consistent Yeah, as we've grown up, I would oh, say. Because yeah. even looking back like to the early 2000s, there's still some storylines that stand out. And I remember for me, the first real full comic book series I got was X-Men versus Avengers. And the portion where Spider-Man got to really show what he can do in that, mm-hmm. I was just like, oh my gosh, who is this character? He's so great. Yeah. See, like, see, this is one area where you guys far trounced me on this because I did not grow up reading comics. Yeah, I mean, I definitely did uh, read a lot of comic books. Funny thing is, is I probably don't remember a lot of them. Um, mm-hmm. Just because... You know, I was younger and I have a terrible memory, but um... <laughs> I had very limited access to comic books growing up because my parents weren't comic book readers. I didn't have any friends that were really comic book readers, so I didn't, didn't really have get to app. read them. Definitely didn't have <laughs> yeah, the app. Didn't have the app. <laughs> you had, if you had told little nine-year-old me that there was going to be a phone that I could do literally everything on by the time I was an adult, I would not have believed you. Uh, that was like the Star only, Trek, right? <laughs> <laughs> Good self-censor there. Yeah. Beep. Uh, uh, the comic books that I did get to grow up reading was was Transformers because there was a little uh, like shop right down the road from my house growing up, and that those were the only comic books that they had there. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I I picked up the few that they had, and I just I read through them constantly, and I still have a few of them now, and they're just like they really so Transformers is very special to me. But I didn't get to really read and dive into the Spider-Man comics portion until I was an adult already. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely... I was in my later teens when this kind of thing was happening for me, too. So, um, it I didn't... Like, my brother was quite a bit older than me, so I had access to a bunch of, like, X-Men comic books and stuff. Um, and very few Spider-Man ones, but... Um, yeah. So, that was kind of my nice. my little Spider-Man story <laughs> i mean yeah i feel obligated now but i mean <laughs> i mean yeah caught a couple episodes of the original series it was fun i uh, never really followed it long enough to actually pick up on any of the more coherent storylines mm-hmm. um but uh just to give an idea of the household i grew up in the idea of comics is what you read in in that two pages in the middle of the sunday paper um <laughs> in fact to this day i still have family who gripes about the various versions of spider-man thinking oh it's this is nothing like the sunday morning version and i mean i'm, I'm sitting there thinking if that's your only scope then why the heck are you saying anything <laughs> 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 uh, but See, the funny yeah. thing about that is is that i actually got super excited when i found out that spider-man was in the the uh the, the paper yeah i was like what <laughs> What the heck? Yeah, I had no idea because we never got a paper growing no. up. And so when I found out that we did neither was in there, I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't either. My grandparents just brought over the comics for us every, every Sunday. <laughs> yep. There you go. The, the actual colored ones. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so, David, do you have any questions about Spider-Man? Yeah, how many versions of Spider-Man are there actually? There's a lot. Like there's we've seen the versions that they showed off in Spider-Verse and that's just kind of scratching the surface honestly. Like there's so many other versions that they didn't really get to play around with and just really dive into it. Um really actually the animated cartoon from the 90s was actually one that showed off 
a good chunk of the number of Spider-Mans that we had because there was like I think close to ten of them mm. at one point. They showed Something off several. Like that, yeah. So, um, and there were actually a lot of different versions than the ones that we got to see in Into the Spider-Verse. So right, because in that one is only what five, six. Yeah, there is the Spider-Man Noir. There is Spider yep. Gwen, Spider Pig. Um, yeah. The 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 big robot one. The big robot one, yeah. And Penny. And Penny. And then yeah, we Penny also Parker. got to see uh Spider Man twenty ninety nine. Yeah, the robot was like an ar- arachnoid yeah. or something. Yeah. 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 I got to see uh Spider Man twenty ninety nine in the Spider Verse two trailer. Yes. I remember so, that Spider Man coming out as a show. Yeah. Uh, when okay. we uh, yeah, they had Sorry. that as a show and then there was also the um the versions from the nineties animated. My personal favorite was the um scarlet spider and it's mm. like it's one of the more simple costumes but it's basically just a red jumpsuit all the way down and he has a blue hoodie with a spider painted on it and he tore off the sleeves and so, so sort of like with cheater parker in the original yes. or toby mcguire in the uh, yeah and I actually, think actually it, was, it was more like homecoming oh yeah the, which i haven't was, seen okay all right okay. So, so yeah the like, original um uh, uh uh tom holland one he basically had the scarlet spider uh uh, outfit, but the original outfit had like these. Uh, Wait a second, hang on, hang on. Wrist bracer thing. Homecoming or yeah, homecoming. I thought that was the second Tom Holland one. It's the first Spider-Man one. The... Oh, oh, then I have seen that one. My apologies. Okay, I have seen Homecoming. I haven't seen the second one with uh, Mysterio. Yeah. So the first one, the first movie that he was in was Civil War. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they briefly showed that his makeshift costume that he was using because that, that but that version of spider-man didn't have hadn't made his own costume yet right and so he was using the like scarlet spider-esque suit in the beginning when when tony found him and then he got the actual suit so he was able to do a little bit more and so yeah but yeah the scarlet spider is my personal favorite that's always one i've liked uh, spider punk is another funny one. Oh yeah it's just like got the like spike mohawk on the top of the mask and, <laughs> and like, a jean jacket with the, the jean jacket and the it's like sleeves the cut off. So, i mean there's yeah. That's a broad that question because the, there's some that game, yeah, yeah, yes, okay. yeah, yeah. The, so yeah, pretty much all those suits that they have in that, uh, in that game, uh, the Marvel Spider-Man is pretty much a different version. Yeah, there's um, only two. There's several that are. Th- there's like two of them that were specific to the game itself, based on different things that were happening within the game, um, but. With the exception of those two, almost all of the other ones were from some sort of Spider-Man storyline, that either comics or TV show or whatever. So yeah, uh-huh, okay. which some of them were Peter Parker, but mm-hmm. then there was a couple of them that were actually different people. Yes. So there was like the Miles Morales, but right. then or Gwen Stacy. Or you know, not, uh, Gwen well, Stacy wasn't in the games, but yeah. I think they should put her in oh, second yeah. one. That would be awesome. Yeah. If she's not in the second one, I can see them doing a spinoff with her character yeah. because she's becoming more and more popular, especially with the Spider Verse. Yeah. And so if they didn't introduce her, it would just be a big miss on yeah. their on their like, especially if we look at other superhero games that have introduced other characters, even if they were only briefly playable in like one specific game mode, those characters were really popular and everyone really liked playing as those characters because it was different. Yeah. And they've already proven that they can bring in a new version of a character and give them an entirely different combat system and it works very well. We saw yeah. that from going from Spider-Man to Spider-Man Miles Morales. Yeah. On the new, well, like I guess it was technically an expansion, or but it was yeah, it was a standalone. I think is how. But it his released. combat system, even the way he sw- would swing through the sist- the city, was entirely different than that of how Peter did it. Yeah. So, 
because he was because Peter's more experienced mm-hmm. and, well, and Miles was, was less experienced, so he is kind of more also fumbly. reckless too with the way like who swings backwards? Why? Right. Yeah. You're asking to get hurt, and Miles Morales <laughs> is young and indestructible, so he doesn't care. Right. So. <laughs> it's almost how I imagine Peter almost doing it when he was younger, but in the game he's in more his twenties. Yeah, because at it. that point he's already been Spider-Man for quite a while, yeah. and so. He's very experienced. He's very tender. He, he's already he, he's already met the Avengers. I don't know that he's actually done much with the Avengers story wise right. in that game universe, but he at least knows of the Avengers and knows who they are and has had conversations. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I mean, Stark Tower is one of the or pardon Avengers Tower is one of the main landmarks. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, so is Doctor Strange's house. Yeah, forgot about that. Yep. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, going to ask about something. Oh, oh, I was gonna say. Uh, should we tell him who Scarlet Spider actually is, though? I would or say should... go for it. We are well past that threshold of spoiler okay. alerts for that one. All right, so. all right. So Scarlet <laughs> Spider is actually, for those of you who don't know, uh, <laughs> so all including me. Uh, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm saying for the listeners as well, whoever two or three listeners we get. Um, <laughs> we appreciate both of you. Yes, of course. <laughs> Um, and then next episode, we appreciate all dozen of you. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. Make it happen. Yeah. Um, so Scarlet Spider is actually a clone of Peter Parker. Hmm. And his name is actually Ben Parker. And, uh, That's I kind forget- of insulting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's from that version of Spider-Man is from another Earth. And so they did like the infinite Earth multiverse storyline with the animated series and that's when they brought in that version of scarlet spider within the cartoon and were able to expand that and so like that's why they had the spider-man 2099 because that was another alternate yep. universe so that, that they really they did a great job touching on the multiverse and then when they brought in that clone of ben parker and like the whole scarlet spider and that and that whole storyline was that, that storyline was incredible and seeing the interaction between him and peter parker was just so well done and it was like as a 90s cartoon me as a kid he's sitting there getting emotional like ah they did it they did it <laughs> <laughs> yep um also another question uh i'm sure you haven't david but caleb have you ever watched the unlimited spider-man one the the cartoon no the only cartoon i've actually been able to watch was the original night okay. so outside of that one i unfortunately haven't seen the rest of them okay because the unlimited spider-man one was kind of like the 2099 version in a in a in a way mm-hmm. um he went to the future and like was trying to uh, take down crime in future new york um which was very interesting i i, I didn't love the animation style because it was a little it was not very good for its time mm-hmm. um I think it was kind of like that crossover of like traditional animation with CGI. Almost, but it wasn't even good CGI. It was like, don't remember reboot. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Kind of that reboot style where you can see they're very clearly trying to make an attempt, mm-hmm. but, but it there's no actual mapping or yeah. character development beyond yeah. simple shapes. Yeah, it didn't quite hit that mark. That yeah. it's like, oh, I love it. No. It, and I think the animation is what kind of deterred me from watching a lot of the other cartoons. Yeah. See, I actually like the um the newer ones, the um the ones that are on Disney XD or whatever. Um mm. that are I, I, I actually really like them. Um 
good storyline. They they end up going and like Nick Fury ends up um, mm-hmm. recruiting him to be part of the Young Avengers. Yeah. So it's kind of it's kind of cool where he see gets this turned to sound like a Young Justice spinoff. Well, uh, not a spinoff, but a clone. Yeah. It, it's it's very similar. So okay. they have like the young Peter Parker. They have White Tiger, uh, okay. which is like a um uh a Black Panther um esque type of character, um, but it's a female. Okay. Um, they have Power Power Boy, which is actually uh Luke, Luke Cage. Oh, okay. But young, young gotcha. Luke Cage. Okay, so. This is different alternative Earth to it's, Defenders, or is this well? Like, how does it tie in? It's obviously not tied in. It's more of its own own storyline. Um, it's a it's a cartoon, so it doesn't okay. really. Um, I think that's part of what honestly confuses me about most of the most of the comics and the expanded universes within them mm-hmm. is some of them are just kind of one offs, and others are completely interlaced. Where I mean, you have. Deadpool, who interlaces with, and yeah, sorry, I know, kind of the cop-out one to go with, <laughs> but I mean, he he kind of, he intermingles with everything, but his main things are his own thing or uh, X-Force. Right. Mm-hmm. And the myriad jokes that come from that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yet, he's also involved with everything else, and perhaps he kind of gets a pass, because, I mean, it's Wade. Um, of course. But with other characters like the X-Men, who interact with... Um, the event. Uh, well, I, I wouldn't say they interact, but more kind of pitted against the Avengers, almost from my understanding. At times, yes. Yeah, I mean they they do a lot of interacting with each other, and then there's also that back and forth. It depends on what's going on, like the Secret Invasion storyline, for example. That they all had to work together. Like it was such a massive force that they were dealing with. If they didn't, there was just no way it was going to work out. But then you also have the Avengers versus X Men storyline that did pit them against each other. And there was also a little bit of flip-flopping on both sides. Like some were in favor of what the X-Men were fighting for, and then some were in favor of what the Avengers were fighting for. And so, so it was basically the, the X-Men Avengers civil war, mm-hmm. um, okay. which was basically the same exact thing where it was just like the, so, the Avengers were split because they were on two different sides of, of, of a pivotal issue. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, I mean, and kind of to bring it back in, in, um, so from what I'm gleaning so far, what y'all are saying it sounds like Peter is kind of always stuck in the middle between the Avengers and the X-Men where he yeah. can't really go with either side. Yeah. But is, is, is that trying to make more of a role for, uh, for Spider-Man or am I reading well, too much into this or is it, or is that Spider-Man, kind of the main point behind those? That's kind of the main point because if you look at a lot of the comic book storylines, more often than not, Spider-Man is the swing vote. Whether it be a really big decisive battle or just trying to decide a strategy on how to handle a situation, more often than not, Spider-Man is a key player. Mm. He always comes in clutch and he's always one that's like, okay, like I was with them, but they are starting to change. I don't like what they're doing. I'm going to join you guys. And when he flips sides, it's almost an instantaneous thing where it's like you see that side start to do better. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, so so, so he's, he's kind of the... Um... He's kind of the chosen one of the Marvel Almost, universe. Yeah, pretty much because uh, Stan Lee was quite pivotal in his creation. Like, he yeah. was the one who created him, and, like, he was the face of Marvel for a long time. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, like, it doesn't surprise me that he was basically the quote-unquote savior of of Marvel. Yeah, gotcha. Um, so, so, yeah. so Spider-Man was more for, uh, was more for Marvel what... Um, uh oh poop 
Oh, <laughs> nice to so, answer there. To, to, yeah, <laughs> to our audience. Uh, yeah, this is this is normal for me. Um, yeah, <laughs> but um, so Spider-Man is to Marvel what um, Superman is for DC, where he's kind of he's the golden boy, he's the poster child. Kind of more yeah. or less. He's where, not... I mean, power-wise, you'd think the real comparison would be Captain America, Superman, but. Again, that's, that might be towing a little too far into the DC it, Mar- versus Marvel. Yeah, I was going to say, it's more like... Because uh, Super, <laughs> Superman and Captain America are more the the um, the Boy Scouts of, yeah. the, of the universes. They're okay. kind of the ones that everyone looks to in the initial crisis. And everyone just kind of goes by what they say because they're going to lead them well. Okay, so, <laughs> so perhaps I need to kind of scope that statement in a little bit more. Where commercially... Spider-Man mm-hmm. is for Marvel what Superman is yeah, for Rocky. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah not storyline-wise, but more more so yeah. yeah. The yeah. Whereas storyline-wise, who would you because I am a bit more familiar with DC and frankly kind of prefer their characters? Yes, sorry, throw your eggs, whatever. I would <laughs> I would argue that he may be more in line with the Batman comparison because while Batman may not necessarily be the first go-to for a big fight because he doesn't have the same powers that others in DC has, he's going to be the one that has the plan that is going to work. He's already going to have thought 12 steps ahead. He already He's going to be able to jump into a situation that he may not necessarily be able to handle, but he's going to be able to think his way through it. And that's kind of a similar thing that we see with Spider-Man a lot throughout the comics. I keep referencing the Avengers versus X-Men, but Spider-Man played such a key role and that where he, when he changed sides, he got into a situation where he was fighting against both Colossus and Colossus's sister, <laughs> Magic. And Sorry, Dan fight. just pulled out that exact graphic novel. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the entire story right in my hand. Anyway. Uh, he was fighting against both Colossus and Magic, who both had a piece of the Phoenix Force within them. Oof. And so, like, one of them by themselves was a serious problem, especially at this point, storyline-wise. Colossus not only had his normal powers, but he gained the powers of the Juggernaut as well. And so he had Colossus, Juggernaut, and now a part of the Phoenix Force. And then Magic is basically female Doctor Strange. She can access that realm that Doctor Strange has, but she has a greater control of that realm than Doctor Strange does. Ooh. And so Spider-Man was fighting both of them with a part of the Phoenix Force in each of them, and he managed to win the fight. And he also sa- nearly sacrificed himself doing so, close- caused a cave-in and said, no, you guys get out of here. I've got this. And he took care of it. He won the fight, and they busted back in, rescued him, and then took the unconscious enemies so, away. So from what you just described, it sounds, and just want to point on it, it it's funny you tie them to, sorry, I just want to close that loop real fast. It's funny you tie them to, or you, eh, you made the comparison to Batman, because I was actually going to say it sounds like he's more like, um, not Damien. Um, oh, uh, one of the Robins, Grayson, Dick Grayson, Grayson Nightwing, Nightwing. Yeah. The only reason I didn't make the Dick Grayson <laughs> comparison is because he doesn't have some of those same integral moments that Spider-Man does, and and I will admit that I'm not as knowledgeable on Dick Grayson as I am Marvel characters, so I may be misspeaking here. But I, based on just the storylines, Dick Grayson didn't quite have that same peak that Spider-Man had. He also didn't carry the franchise and he wasn't turned to as being the leader. And so many different arcs, whether it be Secret Avengers, X-Men versus Avengers, whether it be um, the uh, Dark Avengers storyline after 
the secret invasion, whatever the situation is, Spider-Man is always there. Gotcha. Whereas Dick Grayson kind of comes and goes. Right. But Spider-Man, if it's involving the Marvel Universe, it's a very good chance that Spider-Man's going to at least show up for a part of it. And not only that, too, but uh, Spider-Man overall, his moral code. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one thing I've noticed that I, I appreciate from the different film iterations we've seen of him so far. It's very much the same background to the character. Yeah. And I mean that more than just the how many times can we watch Uncle Ben die, but more <laughs> in the sense of like, no, the character's always going to have the same principles yeah. going forward. Yeah. With and great power comes great responsibility. It had to be to, said one yes, time this episode. Yes, it did. And I mean, kind of disappointed it took this long, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a little bit. But I mean, it took he, us that long to get to the moral code part of it. That's, so. that's <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. But, no. Uh, and I just completely lost my train of thought. So you were saying, uh, that it's like that's basically his his code coat of arms of mm-hmm. right okay. like yeah that that's his character whereas Nightwing he's he, he's a bit more he, questionable he's a bit more of a maverick yeah. yeah yeah he's more of a vigilante mm-hmm. more of a I mean by the textbook definition aren't they all well yes okay so there is a difference <laughs> because Spider Man is a vigilante however he is um. He's more considered a superhero. Okay, so there's a difference in, between the, superhero and vigilante. Okay, so we're okay since we're getting on that splitting hair. Yeah. Um, where does that fit in with the dichotomy of a hero versus an antihero? Hmm. Because an antihero can toe the line. Yeah. An it's antihero like, will be. Oh, go ahead, Caleb. If we look at like the comparison with Venom, for example, Venom would fall in more of a antihero line where he's technically doing the right thing he's helping people but he doesn't care who he has to kill to get there right and so he's willing to eat stomp and crush his way through whatever he has to a punisher is another great example yeah and so like they're they're willing to do basically whatever they have to do to kind of get their point across and their point may not always be the right point whereas spider-man is always that great moral compass responsibility back to the moral compass He's always trying to think of how many, who can I save? How can I help? Who can I help? When can I help? He's always looking to do the best he can and help the most people. Whereas the antihero, if they help someone, okay, cool. That's not the goal. <laughs> yeah. It's more, how can I feel better about myself and my storyline? And <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Um, I was going to say also uh, that. Again, Spider-Man's moral code was more of a... Also, added to what you were saying is he tries not to kill, just like Batman, where it's like, that's his... Like, if I can help it, I'm going to subdue rather than than kill. Mm-hmm. Sorry, now I'm just thinking of one of the other memes where it's Spider-Man... Starts off with Spider-Man explaining, I'm not going to kill, I'm not even going to touch a gun. Batman says, agreed, can't kill. If if I remove one murderer off the street, then all I've done is added another. Is I've I've kept the balance, yeah. and then it shows Punisher. Why stop at one? Right. <laughs> <laughs> that this is not what we believe. Um, <laughs> disclaimer. <laughs> um. So moving on to. Uh, not far from home. Uh, no way home. What do you guys think? 
Man, I am I'm excited. There's a lot of speculation. There's a lot of rumor going around as to what we're gonna see. Um, I I have done my best to stay spoiler free. I've been successful so far. Even unfollowed some YouTube channels because of spoilers in their thumbnails. Oh so, no! <laughs> so it's like I've been very intentional not to follow the spoilers. Um, so like I know nothing going into it. I just know pure speculation. Uh, some of the things I want to see, especially after the Let There Be Carnage end credit scene, which I will touch on that. So if you haven't seen it, mute, skip ahead, whatever you got to do. Um, <laughs> but after seeing the scene with uh, <laughs> the end credit scene with Venom at being brought into that realm, that universe, and seeing his interaction and his response to seeing Peter Parker on TV, I'm wanting to see how that plays out. I don't think we're going to see that in No Way Home because I think we've mm. already got a lot that's going on in that one with the number of villains they're bringing in and like the potential of us seeing multiple Spider-Men yeah. in this movie. If they bring in Venom on top of that, that is so much. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think that we'll we'll see something with those two later. Um, they did recently announce that Tom Holland signed a, I think it was a three movie deal with Sony. And mm. so we will most likely see quite a bit of connection there um, between those two. Uh, but based on this one, honestly, like I'm excited to see what they do. It seems like they're bringing, they're going the Sinister Six route mm -hmm. from the comics, and so we're seeing some of those key interval characters being brought in. How it all plays out, and if we see all of them fighting at once, and like three Spider-Men against five villains that they've announced so far, it's going to be really interesting to see how it plays out. Because but that's also assuming that the other, the other two. Uh... The other two cinematic Spider-Man are in there. Yeah, yeah, that's all dependent that those other two are there. Which I here's hoping based on something I saw in a trailer, I think it's pretty likely. You're talking about the lizard punch. Yes, yes, yes. So in for... in the trailer, there's a, a moment where you see <clears throat> the the villains and Spider-Man converging to the center of the screen, and then you it's see Electro, Sandman, and Lizard. Yeah. Okay. So you see Lizard coming, and then all of a sudden his face turns like he got punched, yeah. but no one's there. And he's also jumping much lower than where Spider-Man is. So like Spider-Man's pretty on par with Electro, and Sandman's a little bit higher, and then Lizard's below. And so based on the way it looks, it's, he's and Lizard's going for a swing. And based on the angle and his trajectory, he was not going to hit Spider-Man. And so like there's speculation that that may have been like a big moment from the movie. And they just edited out the other Spider-Man from that scene for the trailer. Like and they so, did in Civil War where they took Spider-Man out. In yes. which case, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just going to throw this bone out now. I think if they waited to do another iteration of Spider-Man to try to make this multiverse happen in the live-action MCU, it never would have been as big of a surprise because we all know Tom Holland cannot keep a secret to save his life. Right. We <laughs> love him. He's I a great actor. I watched an interview about that, actually, and he's been very careful about not releasing any spoilers. He's gotten to the point where he starts reading the script the day of recording because he knows he's going to spoil something, <laughs> and he does not do solo interviews anymore when it's talking specifically about movies that he's in currently. Mm. Okay. And so, and it, like, the only solo interview he's done recently since finishing filming for No Way Home was Hot Ones, and they did not talk about Spider-Man very much at all in that interview. So he's been very careful and started just basically... <laughs> procrastinating the heck out of it <laughs> and just I, to make sure he doesn't spoil it. In, think, in which case, on the off chance that anyone related to Tom Holland, be it professionally or otherwise, we love you, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I think he even put out a, a 
something in an interview or something that he was like, yeah, don't give spoilers. Like we will like come after you. <laughs> like, I mean, obviously there's, joking, but like, there's like so many YouTube compilations of, it's just like Tom Holland spoiling Avengers for five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so it's like, He's been very careful about it, which I respect. I don't want the spoilers. <laughs> so. Yeah. Have you guys seen the the meme of um, where it says, don't spoil Spider-Man or you'll go and meet Uncle Ben? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> or, or, or Stan Lee. I think the best one was Stan Lee. Uh, okay. You'll meet Stan that Lee. That makes sense. Ooh. I was about to ask which yeah. version of Uncle Ben. but <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Actually, come to think of it, we didn't have, they didn't show an Uncle Ben There's for There's no Uncle Ben Tom for, Holland. for Tom they, Holland at the already, moment started off as a spider-man and look granted he is still very new into the spider-man but yeah i appreciate that because yeah. we already like you yeah. said how many times can we see uncle ben die before we get the point like we we only for, needed to see it one time and we already had the point they didn't do, need to do it a second time but they did yeah and so that's what i like so much about these movies is like they're not rehashing they're just like <laughs> no this doesn't make sense you're you're smart you already know what happens here you go yeah and on that note and i just kind of want to ask were there redeemable parts of the original Spider-Man movies? Oh, to y'all? Yeah. oh yeah. Absolutely. And, I mean, don't get me wrong. They're, they're enjoyable films. Period. Yeah. And I, personally, yeah, this is going to sound like a weird way, way to split hairs. I think that Tobey Maguire was a better, uh, a better Spider-Man, but um, Andrew, Garfield. Andrew Garfield was a better Peter Parker. Mm. I would agree with that. Yeah. I would agree with that. Um, I think... The, I think they both have their pros and cons. Mm -hmm. um, I'll, honestly, all three of them do. Um, I think that uh, Tobey Maguire, like you said, he, I think he was a good Spider-Man in, in and of himself. But as a, a Peter Parker, he just seemed too old mm -hmm. and too... Yeah. Um, too... Like, he was nerdy. He was almost too but, cocky. Uh, well, he was definitely cocky in... in Spider-Man Three. <laughs> that, well, that's we can blame the symbiote on that one, right? Yeah, <laughs> quote unquote. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, like, oh my goodness, there's so many good things about. Yeah, well, like, like Spider-Man Two. Yeah, Doc Ock was. Oh, like, yeah. there's a reason why Heck fans yeah. were so awesome. excited that he is coming back yeah. for this movie because he was such a fantastic choice for the character and he did such a good job with it. He just fits. He yeah. makes it work. Yeah. And that's like what I would argue what the original trilogy did really well for the most part was the casting. Mm -hmm. There's yeah. a few casting choices here and there that I was like, yeah, I don't see Venom. Topher Grace was That terrible. version of Venom altogether is just <laughs> not my favorite. Um, yeah, but, like, Grace uh, is a great actor, but just as Eddie, no. Yeah. It's no, like, no. But when we look at like Norman Osborn. Mary Jane um, and, and Doc Ock, like those three characters were just done so oh, yeah. well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm so glad they're bringing Willem Dafoe back for, for Green Goblin. Yes. yes. Like Willem Dafoe is one of those actors that, for me at least, that is kind of hit or miss depending on the movie and like right. what kind of character he's doing. But Goblin Willem Dafoe, I can't. I can't not vote yeah. for him. He's just he was a hit for that one. Oh, <laughs> see, I'm, I'm different with Willem Dafoe. I think anything anything I see him in, he he does a fantastic job. Oh, he, yeah. It's hard to see him sometimes as that role until you see him in in action as the role. If that mm. makes sense. So, when you hear, oh, Willem Dafoe's in that, what? Why? And then you see it, and you're like, no, 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 that 
That oh wow, let that me, worked. Yeah. I guess let me clarify it a little bit. It's not that I don't think he does well with the role. He does good with everything he does. There's just certain characters that he's played that I don't care for. Yeah. Okay. And so it's not so much that he doesn't do a good job or that I don't think he's a good fit for a character. There's just some characters that don't hit the mark for me personally. Okay. Whereas he always does a great job. Boondock Saints? Yes. <laughs> His character in Boondock Saints is like while I understand what they're going for and I appreciate the work he did, that was not one of my favorite characters. <laughs> yeah, I, I will say in, in that case, and I know this is off topic, but the the firefight comment, I don't know if it was direction, if it was, what the heck do I do with this line, or yeah. just the script in general, but that scene almost kills the movie. Yeah. We well, apologize we... for the little furry boofer outside the door. If you heard <laughs> I, I was just about to but say, I think we switched who the noob was in this this uh, character uh, this uh, episode. I, I've never seen <laughs> just diving scenes. into the Willem Dafoe stuff. We'll, we'll bring that rabbit hole back. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll have to do a uh, an, an after dark version for, to cover Boondock Saints. Yeah, yeah. yeah, if we go Willem Dafoe, that's and there's only be one of those. Interesting, thankfully. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But that I think that was like something that the original trilogy did really well was the casting. The the Amazing Spider-Man movies with Andrew Garfield, I think they had very good actors in them. Oh, I yeah. don't know if all of the actors were necessarily like the best choice for the character per se. Mm-hmm. Not not saying that they didn't do a good job. It's just it was kind of like what you said with Willem Dafoe. It's like, wait, he's he's in that? She's yep. in that? She's doing that character? Yeah. Um Who who didn't you particularly care for in that? Uh the, the casting um the casting choice for Rhino was I was a little surprised by yeah. initially. Like he's a great actor. I don't and remember I enjoy who the them. stuff that he does. Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti. Yeah. Oh yeah. But he's a great actor. And I always yeah, enjoyed him when I see fit. him and stuff. But when I saw him, I was like, That's Rhino? Yeah. That's not at all who it, I would have expected for it Rhino. Felt like a very afterthought kind of yes. thing for, yeah. for those movies because it he wasn't even in it for that long. Yeah. It was just like oh it's it's here and then gone. Yeah, it was yeah. like ten seconds in the first one, and then like first ten minutes of the of the of the second one. Well, he, no, in the in the second one, he was in it uh, for the first the first scene. Yeah, and then the the it was at the end of the second one he actually became Rhino. Okay, so it was the same movie. It was just okay then. beginning and end. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, but um, like Andrew Garfield was great. Emma Stone, Emma Stone was amazing. Emma Stone was like, amazing. Granted, she's great in everything she's done. Like, I, there Pretty hasn't much. been a movie that I've seen her in that I'm just like, oh, she wasn't very good in that. She yeah. always kills it. Yep. Um, I like, just again, love like, her quirkiness. <laughs> who doesn't? <laughs> who doesn't? Uh, but again, Paul Giamatti, great actor. Yeah. Just yeah. I just wasn't. I was surprised by that casting choice for that character. Very much so. Yep. I kind of hope that they recast if they ever do Rhino again. Yeah. I'm not opposed to giving him another chance, um, especially since we're going the multiverse route. Unless they just choose to bring, like, use this ver- versus version of Rhino, mm-hmm. and that I mean that that would make sense that they would bring in a different actor for that character at that point. But honestly, when I when I picture a, like a cinematic version of Rhino, my first thought is more of the guy who they cast in X. Was it X two or X three with Juggernaut? Because oh. that's the guy I picture playing mm-hmm. Rhino. Yeah. And yeah, unfortunately, and, the characters are so similar that yeah. might be part of the reason why. That's possible, yeah. Yeah, and especially since they're already leaning into the multiverse with like the X Men characters and using that to bring them in, I don't know that they 
technically get away with bringing him <laughs> in to play another character, but I mean, <laughs> they, well, they, they're they, bringing the X Men into the multiverse. Does that mean we get to see Hugh Jackman again? The, <laughs> they've been dancing around they, that they've one. They've been a bit. dancing around that uh, one. Like, I think if we see anything with Hugh Jackman, it's going to be an, an another Deadpool movie. But yeah, or or the first class their... cameo. <laughs> Yes. 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 Just that Which was one line. Fantastic. Yep. Yes. <laughs> oh. we, we won't say the line on here, but it was pretty fantastic. <laughs> it was another F word, but. I will say, I feel like the movies with Tom Holland have gotten the best things from the other two series and taking them into account. But yes. The casting, the storytelling the angles and like just the cinematics that we get now versus what we got back then. I saw in the interview uh, on the hot ones with Tom Holland, where he was talking about, they asked him what it was like getting to record with, uh, forgive me. What was the name of the voice, the actor for um, Doc Ock? Oh, uh, Albert Molina. Albert Molina. Albert yeah. They were asking him what he felt like coming back and playing this role that he hasn't played in so long. And he was surprised because it was such a different thing. In the originals, when he was Doc Ock, they had puppeteers handling the arms. Oh, yeah. And so yeah. when he came in and it was all digital and he was basically just strapped to this apparatus and it was moving around and they had all the visual effects for the arms, it was such a weird contrast and difference to him. So, Sorry, just... Alfred. Alfred. Mar- Alfred. Mar- Alfred. Mar- Mar- yep. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and so that was like one of the things that really stuck out to me from that interview. Yeah. It was just talking about going from puppeteering to the actual like special effects and the big apparatus moving around yeah. Palpatine yeah. style. And, and this <laughs> may be showing a bit more of my hand on that, on that one. I personally, that reliance on CGI is kind of jarring for me. Mm. Like I really yeah. like the practical effects. I do too. I think, at least what we've seen in the trailer so far, the special effects for the arms looks great. Oh, yes. don't get me wrong. It looks fantastic. I'm not trying to bash the, the product. It's just, to me personally, there, there's always going to be that, that spark missing mm-hmm. from, hang on, that's, oh, that's actually in that world. Yeah. Um, the only reason I'm not as opposed to it on this one is having gone through the um, seeing Doc Ock in the Spider-Man game, and that was definitely not practical effects. <laughs> <laughs> well, one game. Yeah, they do a lot the, of mocap. The rubber Come on now. Don't actually. They like do they mocap. Do yes, mo-cap, but that doesn't so. mean that they actually try to put in real elements. Yeah, not that you know. That of. was that was the one <laughs> thing I hated about Spider-Man Two itself was Doc Ock on the train. Just yeah. how rubbery he looked. Mm-hmm. That was the only thing. Other than that, I'll grant you that. Great I'll grant you that. Movie. But if yeah. we look at like how far the visual effects have come like look at for example at the various hulk movies we've had and the various oh, iterations geez, of yeah. hulk we've had we've one seen. good hulk movie and then we had a great adaptation of hulk in a in an ensemble yes yeah and so just look at how the visual effects for hulk look and we also from... had a two-hour long acid trip <laughs> <laughs> it's like the the visual of hulk has improved so much over time yeah. and it's like just looking at that and that's why i'll I'm, again i'm not as hesitant with the special effects and everything for the arms because I want to see, I'm going to give them a chance. Marvel typically does really well with the special effects. And was, so, I'm, yeah, I was about to say like the, that Marvel and Spider-Man itself seems to, uh, do a very good balance of special effects and practical effects. True. It seems to be anyway to me. Okay. Yeah. I can see that there, there's a lot of actual stunt work going in. Yeah, especially which, Tom Holland. Oh, yeah. 
with his his gymnastics background and everything, just being able to actually do the flips and stuff, and actually being the stunt man, yeah, for some of it at least, like that just amazes me so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, okay, here's here's another area where I'm, where I, I have to give hats off to uh, credit where it's due. Hats off to the Marvel writers on this one, which yeah, you you know how big of a praise that is coming from me. <laughs> um, the fact that they're showing off in very sincere ways throughout the MCU that no, he may actually be the smartest of all of them. Oh yeah. Cause I mean, he's going up against Tony Stark, who is kind of definitively the smartest person in the MCU up until Peter being introduced. Mm-hmm. The only competition potentially being Reed Richards. Yeah. Well, he hasn't been in the MCU yet though. I would say right now, the only, uh, uh, rival he has right now besides spider-man is dr strange yeah, yeah. strange or um uh nim who nim uh is it nim pim 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 thank you oh yeah, Sorry. yeah, yeah, yeah. Thinking uh, about childhood and thinking of a different series entirely yeah <laughs> <laughs> not the secret of nim Dang it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah no ant-man the yeah. original Ant-Man. Yes, the original Ant-Man. Yes. Um, but I mean, I gotta give hats off to the to the Marvel writers where they're they're kind of throwing in these tidbits like, oh no no no, keep your eye on this kid. Yeah, because yeah. he's yeah, keep your eye. He's growing. I, I was gonna say, and I think that's the thing that they're slightly missing, even though they showed a little bit of it in I think it was Homecoming where he was making his web fluid and stuff like that, is that he's not doing as much of the sciencey stuff. Mm-hmm. I think if they bring a little bit more of that in, where like. He knows what's going on, like yeah. with the multiverse and like, actually, no, he did do a little bit of that in Far From Home where he was like, like he was talking about the multiverse and very intelligently mm-hmm. and like, oh, and David, you'll have to watch these because if you're going to watch Far, uh, if you're going to watch No Way Home, you have to watch these other two. I may do that. I yeah. may watch uh, No Way Home and then I go would, back and watch it and not tell you. I would highly recommend <laughs> watching Homecoming at least because okay. Keaton as Vulture was so good. Yeah. It was one of those casting choices I was initially like, I don't know about this, but as you started seeing Michael Keaton playing the character, I was like, oh, he knows his character. He gets it. He's killing it yeah. in this character. It, it's kind of like when you first go to watch it, you're like, why is Batman and Spider Man? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was about to and then you're like, wait. Joke of rubbernecking. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I was gonna say, yeah. Like, then you watch Batman, and then you're like, "Why is Vulture playing Batman?" <laughs> and that, like, that's the closest to the um, the smarts that we've really been able to see with Spider-Man so far was in Homecoming when he's like locked in the room and he's just like, "Well, I guess I'll just test out the features of my suit and see what happens." Yeah, <laughs> and he learns too, how yeah. to operate his suit overnight, and he yeah. had all the the advanced mechanics in it from Tony. And hadn't really had any experience with how, any of that stuff up to that point. And so, yeah. like, that's the closest to that intelligent Peter Parker we've seen from the Tom Holland version of the character so yeah. far. And <laughs> I agree. I would like to see I, more of that science. I, I beg to differ, and I'm shocked that I caught this and y'all didn't. What's that? Go back and watch Civil War. Go oh. back and watch oh, Civil yeah. War. And he's making all these comments to everyone, including Falcon, like, oh, here's how your suit works, blah, 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 blah. And it just goes through this long string of techno babble. And apparently it had the right effect because y'all had the same response as Falcon. But you're just kind of brushing it off like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I'll have to watch those again and see I that. Do, I do remember that. I, it didn't quite stick out to me because it was 
just comments and passing, I guess. And we didn't really get to see him sit down and really do that interaction. Whereas like with the Andrew Garfield version, for example, he, as a high school student was working in a lab with the doctor yeah. before yeah. he turned into lizard. And so like, that was like the real level. Whereas Tom Holland, Spider-Man didn't really get to see that same intelligence. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Where you were able to see, uh, see the, um, We're, we're having pauses this yeah <laughs> we're, we're having technical difficulties um first try <laughs> um oh, what was i gonna say now uh we're talking about the intelligence stuff with spider-man like how it's showing it off right, right right how he like he ended up become or figuring out that uh that His equation oh yeah yeah that's right from uh, the spider-man uh mm-hmm. amazing spider-man yeah 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 that that definitely like he, i mean he was able to make he like because the doctor was stuck on that equation trying to figure out how to regrow the limb and like peter parker walked in and was like oh here's your answer <laughs> yeah and so it's like well obviously things didn't quite go according to plan of course <laughs> we did get to see that he just walked in More he looked at the equation <laughs> yeah well, he he walked in saw the equation and was like oh yeah this is what you do yeah yeah like, I mean, I appreciate the fact that they're they're not making him some absolute boy wonder. Mm-hmm. No offense yeah. to other comic book boy boy wonder, but to, <laughs> they're not they're not making him this absolute I know everything uh, yeah. Maltese Falcon type character. It's more of this, oh hey, and it's kind of this uh, savantism, yeah, as opposed mm-hmm. to um, this kind of insufferable know it all. Yeah, yeah. And that was that was another great thing about Spider Man growing up is that. And that's the way Stan Lee made him was he was a very relatable character. Mm-hmm. He was he was very smart, but he had his flaws. Yeah. And he had his uh you know, his things that he had to work through as a teenager. And, you know, hormones and, and girls <laughs> and you know, things like that where all I can think of a smallville now. Yeah. Well yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and I guess something that I hadn't really thought about until we started discussing this. We haven't seen that high school student side of this version of Peter Parker nearly as much as we did in the previous movies. Because we saw them going to school. We saw them doing the tests. We saw them dealing with that normal high school life outside of the homecoming situation and the actual dance. We don't see the high school side of things for this version of Peter Parker very much. Mm. And so that could be where we're not seeing some of that same intelligence. It's like we haven't seen him just like zip through a test. And like, easy noobs let's do yeah. this yeah. <laughs> yeah other than the fact that he kept saying that he was so far behind or beyond high school like he kind of alluded to the fact that it was all easy in, in one of the um was it homecoming that he said that i think, I think so yeah which i guess is a good thing because if he was that far ahead then the snapping didn't really hurt him very much right exactly <laughs> I'm five years older, but not really. But yeah, I am. <laughs> he he probably could have been in college courses way earlier. But... Yeah. <laughs> well, that was that would be true to the Peter Parker story. Yeah, he was always advanced, and he was always ahead of everyone else in school. Yeah. So, kind of back to the questions from the noob side of the house. Uh, because of how I grew up around comics, I have family members who. To this day, still hold that the only Spider-Man, or the only version of that storyline, is the one told in Sunday mornings. Mm-hmm. How does that tie in, or does it at all? 
Not that I know of. No. Yeah. It, it's, I know originally they would put the actual storylines in the newspaper to get people interested. It's like, oh, like I want to see what happens next. Where okay, so it, was, so it was basically a, so, it was a teaser for the actual yes, comic. Yeah, okay. pretty uh, much. Yeah, yeah that's true. Um, that was when they were first getting started. And that was really when Marvel was still dealing with a lot of their issues and trying to get off the ground. And DC was just way ahead of them at the time. Um, They've been around longer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so Marvel right. was really trying to like play catch up, basically at that point. Um, now. Not so much. Yeah, they, no. They've steered pretty clear. And granted, like, there's so many versions of Spider-Man being printed and released right now. Anyway, like, they'd need, like, five different papers just to try and keep up with all of the different storylines. <laughs> are, are they still doing Spider-Man in the I've newspapers? not touched a physical paper in <laughs> okay. I don't know how long. Right. <laughs> I was just curious if someone you knew knew that. To, or To my knowledge, whatever, but... no. Okay. I figured as much, but yeah. I know they still have some old ones going, so wasn't sure. Yeah, like the ones I remember reading were more. I mean, frankly, they were more like a soap opera with superhero abilities, yes. and they were. That's pretty. To put it succinctly, um, bad. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was Spider-Man Noir, uh, <laughs> pretty much. See, so after... don't knock the Nick Cage Spider. Oh no! I, okay, was... okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. I, I will say this: after watching the first end of the Spider Verse, I actually did go back and read one of the Noir storylines. I loved it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it wasn't it wasn't soap opery. It 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 oh, honestly did yeah. have those same story yeah. beats of a classic noir novella. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it just had graphics. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to them putting that in one of the games as well. I would love to see that in the game, and just like either the noir suit or even being able to have like a noir mode because they did something like the noir that. Noir suit was in there. The, um, they did the Into the Spider Verse suit. It, it, it was sort yeah. of not the exact same. It was a different okay. version. It was more similar to that of like the Tom Holland noir suit, where it was just a black suit with goggles, not like the true. Okay, noir. yeah, yeah. yeah. It, um, it was more of a steampunky type yes. kind of thing. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Um, but they did something similar to that in the Miles Morales game, where that you could put on the Into the Spider Verse suit, and it had the Into the Spider Verse effects when you're swinging around while wearing that. Oh, suit. Oh, nice. Okay. I was actually going to mention that earlier too, but I mean, I thought we said something but i guess not uh, <laughs> so many rabbit trails <laughs> and that's what this show is all about <laughs> we're gonna talk about trapping next <laughs> now, do you have any other questions for us david nothing else really is coming to mind um because i mean y'all y'all sort of initially it was kind of goat roping it because <laughs> um, i mean for those, those of you listening at home i i it, it yeah stubborn is one of the many words that could be used to describe me that's it's one of the few that's flattering ish uh, <laughs> but uh, you don't have to agree so quickly there caleb <laughs> it was like instantaneous agreement on that one. <laughs> oh but I, was, I think i was nodding my head before you started talking <laughs> Uh, yeah, oh. <laughs> uh, but I mean, you you guys have got me into uh, some some more of the, the Marvel movies, whatnot. Um, and now that I'm kind of getting away from writing reviews and doing all that, yeah, past life, don't ask. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, writing reviews and whatnot. I I'm starting to realize, like, no, 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 there is enjoyment past the the functional art or the the exact story points whatever now horror i'll beg to differ but 
I don't think either y'all are really into that genre to begin with. So <laughs> yeah, it would end up being uh, one geek and two noobs on that oh, episode. <laughs> <laughs> yep, pretty <definitely. laughs> Yeah. Well, actually, that does kind of bring up another question. How do y'all feel about the rumors of? Um, and it's tangential. So if it's too out of line, cut me off. But how do y'all feel about the rumors of? Um, uh, Multiverse of Madness be, being more of a horror movie. I'm actually okay with that, honestly. Um, because of kind of the way they're going with some of the other movies, like um, Morbius. Mm-hmm. Um, which, well, that's still that more of a pretty awesome. That's still more the the Sony uh, Sony Columbia TriStar. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, yeah, it's still universe. yeah, but it's still a part of the same technical universe. Oh, okay, like it's it's not MCU, but it's part of the Spider Man universe. Well, yeah, kind of like I, the I guess after the Venom end yeah. credit scene, yes. then okay, exactly because Carnage exactly. and or I'm sorry, Venom and Morbius are both in the same universe, right? Um, I don't know if you saw the trailer for it. Um, I did. Okay, where he says the thing about I'm Venom, and then he's like, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So yeah, that's. I'm actually pretty okay with the idea of them doing a bit more of a scary kind of thing because it's. I think it's it the works. genre. It's not the genre. It's the it's the storyline. Yeah, I yeah. think it works, especially with the right characters. Like yes. the Morbius character, like you pointed out, that's really a perfect character to kind of play in that water, and that's something that they can test out to see. Okay, how do the fans react to this? Is this something we can potentially do more of? Yeah. And if they wanted to do that, it's like. If this goes over well and it actually does well within theaters and with audiences, then what's to stop them from doing another dark, gritty Punisher movie right. or something like that? Yeah. So it really opens the door, I think. And I think I feel like they're most likely using this as a testing ground to yeah. see how the fans react and see is this something that people want to see. Well, gotcha. So, even, is, so uh, in other words, uh, y'all are thinking that the the Sony. Marvel movies are becoming more of the uh, the staging environment to see what they can get away with. No, I think view. well, I think that it's a test for Sony and Marvel may take note, especially since they are partnered together right now. Um, so I, I think well, that's what we're gonna see is Sony testing the waters to see what they can get rid of, get away with, and just kind of going from there. I think. Yeah, I was gonna say, and if you guys have watched, um, if you guys have watched What If. I don't know if... Uh, nope. Okay, so David hasn't... Okay, neither of you have. But they did delve into um, a little bit more of the scary line of Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. where I think they were kind of going to pull from in Multiverse of Madness. Yep. Okay. So, like, he kind of... Like, there's two different versions of Doctor Strange in this one episode, and one of them kind of goes nuts. So... Ooh. Yeah. If... When you get a chance, watch it because it it is pretty crazy. Okay. Um, and if you are liking the idea of horror in the Doctor Strange movie, then this will kind of pre. I, I uh, wouldn't say I'm I'm liking it, but I'm 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 cautiously optimistic yeah. about it because horror is a very misunderstood genre. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think, oh, horror is uh, Freddy Krueger, and uh, to an extent, Freddy Krueger is horror, but he's more slasher, more thriller. thriller. Yeah. And that's, it's related, but it's not horror. Horror yeah. is Event Horizon or The Thing. Yeah. It's this idea, or um, uh, the original uh, Romero movies, where it's it, it it's trying to thematically put a dark mirror against society, saying, okay, 
those things you don't want to talk about, hey, let's address those. Yeah. Um, or poltergeist for the more lighthearted fare. Mm-hmm. Which, again, if, if um, Doctor Strange kind of goes in that direction, uh, again, I, I don't think I'll mind it because it, it is the storyline. It like Doctor Strange's storylines have always been very creepy, mm-hmm. very like delving into the dark worlds. Hmm. So like, so it's kind of the supernatural of the MCU. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. That it literally is that. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I feel like Jensen, Jared, please get your people on that. We want to see y'all again. Oh, please. <laughs> crossover with supernatural fantastic I don't honestly if, if, if there's going to be any sort of a uh, cinematic comic universe crossover with supernatural it's going to be dc sorry yeah yeah you're probably right although i think i heard that one of them is actually going to be in the mcu oh i'm all for it yeah i i forget who it, who they're going to be but i'm I've... hoping it's jared just because we've seen jensen as dc characters before and actually we've seen well we haven't seen jared but we've heard jared as mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm getting us on a well, weird tangent here. It, it, it's the it's the the Batman line. You either uh, die a DC villain or you live to become a. That's not Batman. It's the universe. It's the line. I from feel like the actual line at this point is you either die a Lord of the Rings elf or live long enough to see yourself become a. Marvel That's what villain. it is. Yep. <laughs> That's what it is. I, I knew it was one of those one of those series. <laughs> We've got like what four people that played an elf in Lord of the Rings and has become a villain at this point. Yep. Yeah, because we got um... we got Ronan the Accuser. We've got Hela. We've got Red Skull. I feel like there's another one that I'm not thinking of. Yeah, I, I can't think of it at the moment. This is like Red Skull was also Elrond. Yep. Hela was um, Galadriel. Galadriel. Yep. And then uh, Ronan. Shoot, who was he? He was Legolas's dad. Legolas's dad. That's yeah. right. Thra- Thranduil? Thranduil. Thranduil. Yeah. Yep. I, I'm yeah. surprised. So I there's at that least one. three that were. Uh, so wait. Okay, now question for you guys what villain is orlando bloom gonna play (laughs) (laughs) i i do not know marvel well enough to convincingly answer that Uh, i could actually no no i could see him as bullseye Ooh, that would actually make sense that would actually make a lot it it, it might be a little too on the nose i think it would work though because like he so long as they don't do the whole birthmark weird scar well, like thing on actually, his forehead. The only time I personally know of that he played a villain was in the Three Musketeers movie that came out a number of years ago. And like he was an enjoyable villain in that character. A little yeah. odd, but an enjoyable villain. Again, in true Orlando Bloom fashion, a little overacting. But... That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but so, like, Not actually, Nick Cage levels of overacting. No. Playing Bullseye would actually make a lot of sense. I like that It would idea, be awesome. Actually, yeah. yeah. Might be a little on the nose. And... It's basically the same character traits, just different universe. <laughs> I'm okay well, with it. <laughs> he's also very much like a Hawkeye uh, mm-hmm. character, though. Like, because um, they're they're both the can't miss kind of things. Yeah. So, I think Bullseye is a little bit more of the enhanced type, though, isn't he? Like, he actually has a somewhat of a superpower that it he can't miss. Yeah. Um, whereas Hawkeye is just that very well trained yeah mm-hmm. yeah like extremely well trained <laughs> yeah <laughs> so we got off on a bit of a tangent but i'll r- route back to the, your earlier question of what we're hoping to see with this new movie and you didn't get to answer that question so i'm curious yeah, to see what bad, you dan. think of on that one dan um 
I mean, definitely. I'm really hoping to see the other two Spider-Men. Um, those are definitely the the main things I want to see. Um, I I'm honestly not sure. I've kind of been keeping my my expectations to a minimum because I just want to be surprised by it all. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like that's fair. Yeah. Well, that's like. That's the best way to go into it, especially with a movie that's got the level of hype that this one has. Yeah. To go into it with any more expectations than just entertain me and surprise me. Mm-hmm. You're almost doing yourself a disservice because we don't know what's going to happen. And yeah. so if you go in predicting A, B, and C to happen, and then something else entirely happens, it's like, oh, crap, I was wrong. But I wanted to see that. Like, this was good, but I wanted to see that. Yeah. <laughs> Disappointment. Disappointment. <laughs> yeah, but that kind of goes back to the whole multiverse idea, because then, especially with Spider-Man, because, I mean, it, correct me if I'm wrong, because, again, not that big of a Marvel fan. Oh, uh, Mar- you, uh, Sp- <laughs> you will be. You will be. Sorry. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but Spider-Man is kind of where the idea of the multiverse started with Marvel, isn't it? Uh, I don't know that that's where it started. I know that at least visually within the animated and cinematic universe, that's where it started in Marvel. Um, I'm not sure where that one started in the comics. I feel like that was more likely to do something with either Scarlet Witch or Doctor Strange because they're the ones that pretty much always start it. Gotcha. uh, Based on what I know. Yeah, because a lot of times it was Scarlet Witch uh, during the... Uh, what was it? The Age of Age of X, or um... uh, I th- think so. There was also the House of M. House of M. Line. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. the House of M storyline where she created a, a world without mutants. Yeah, and then and she just got very angry and mutants. basically said no more mutants, and it brought the mutant population down to just a fraction of what it was. And wow. then didn't that lead also into Age of Apocalypse? Or uh, that I think there is a tie into that, but that actually is where the connection to Avengers versus X Men comes in. Because yeah. at that point, when the Phoenix Force was coming back to Earth, the X Men were like, "We are on the brink of extinction. We need the Phoenix Force to survive." And Captain America very uncharacteristically says, "We should kill it." Ooh, mm. yeah, that's kind of one eighty from his stance in the yeah. war because he. Yeah, exactly. Well, so. and the whole reason was because of some situations, which I don't remember the exact storyline, but what he witnessed happen with Jean Grey and Dark Phoenix. Mm. Because when she lost power or lost control, that caused a lot of damage, took a lot of lives. And it, so he was basically just at the point where he was like, if the Phoenix ever comes back, I will kill, kill it myself if I have to. Gotcha. So he basically uh, viewed the, the Phoenix Force as another hero, uh, another uh, Batman or Little Boy. Basically. Gotcha. Well, guys, I think this has been a very successful episode. Yeah. Um, what do you guys want to talk about next week or next time? Hmm. There's a number of topics. and to, I mean, we can go any direction. We can continue with the Marvel stuff because I think by the time that we get to talk next time, we may have been able to see Spider-Man, at least some of us. Fair. Uh, so that may not be a bad option. There's always There's always so many good topics, especially with everything out today, like... 
we could continue the Spider-Man and just go into a little bit of the spoilers. Warning on that one if we do get there. Yes. <laughs> um, or we can take a break if we want to. But talking about Spider-Man when it's still fresh on our mind may be the best option. Yeah, I, I agree. As, especially with the new movie coming out, it, it would definitely be something where we can prefix it and and then do a, a nice little recap. So, all right. I'd be down. Yeah. All yep. right. Cool. Um, and yes, that is me in a weird way sidestepping the issue of y'all actually, my actually agreeing to go see it. <laughs> so <laughs> yes, I will go see it. Awesome. I know my family and I are going to see it on Christmas day. So not surprised. I will be seeing it this coming Saturday, which is just two days away for those of you listening. So Ooh, boy, <laughs> nice. No two spoilers. days away at time of recording. I should say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there, there you go. Yeah. There you go. I was going to say that is something that we will definitely have to, um, uh, 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 say on every episode is we're recording this at this point, but <laughs> only if we're giving relative time frames. Yeah, exactly. So this is two days before. Uh, oh, actually, no, it came out today. That's mm-hmm. right. Yep. So Spider Man No Way Home came out today, and that's where we'll leave this episode. As long as everybody else is good. Sounds good to me. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Hope you have a great day. Yep. Take care. Goodbye. Goodbye.